0: Welcome to Milestone Builder's Show. You're moving to Las Vegas. My name is Rotor Maruz. In the last decade, our company helped so many people just like you get the key to their dream home. Today we're here to give the key to another first-time homebuyer. I'm very excited for them. Hey, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New year. Kinds of great information so as you guys know on fha always the minimum down payment required by fha is three and a half percent we make this podcast for anyone at any level whether you're a savvy investor and you want to just get some today's updated information because things change Welcome to milestone builders show welcome to our show right. welcome Thanks a lot all right so we've got a uh, couple different types of income that are on the taxes you're going to have and it's loaded with all kinds of great information I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> okay let's just start again <laughs> all right done ready yeah i'm not gonna move Hi everyone! Today we're here to shoot the third episode of Milestone Builders Show. In this episode, we're going to talk about anything you want to know or you need to know about title. All right! Without further ado, we're going to jump right into it. First, we're going to make sure you guys know who are our guests today, and then I'm going to start bombarding them with all our questions. How about that, Aileen Please.
1: Hi, I'm Dailyn McLaughlin with WFG National Title. Um, I've been in the title industry for 22 years. My job is, and what I do, is I like to make sure that the deal is actually protected if it's insurable. If the deal cannot be insurable, then we go through the entire file, figure out what the solution is, get into it, and then we'll insure it. There are some that sometimes they're probate, quiet titles, um, what else do we see, Norma? Mechanics liens. Mechanics liens, things like that, that we do have to usually refer back to an attorney, probate attorney, things like that. Uninsured deeds uninsured deeds (laughs) as
0: you guys can see we got a lot to talk about i don't think we're gonna feel everything in one episode but we try our best if not you guys hopefully gonna come one more time or many more time be our guests and we talk about all this matter of fact you guys can actually go to our uh, if it's on youtube you're watching it or in all the five platforms that are uh, posted for our podcast version the the voiceover version just ask your question Uh, in the discussion section of our podcast. We're going to answer it in the future podcast. But uh, without further ado, let's go to...
2: I'm Norm McGreen with Direct Signings, Direct Deeds. We are a nationwide signing company, so we work with the majority of title companies. And then I have Direct Deeds. Direct Deeds will assist you with accommodation deeds. Say you bought a property and your spouse was not on the deed because maybe they weren't on the loan. Then you would give me a call and I can add them on to title.
0: Um, so that's what I do. That's one of the few simplest examples. We that's that's get more complicated yes, and we yes. wanna hear all those and stories. And then
1: you're gonna ask me a question and say, "Daleen, does that void the title policy? And I'm going to say, did your client purchase the extended binder? Because we can make changes on the extended binder um, if they're if they're adding somebody to title or putting into a trust, anything other than that, if they're taking somebody off, county does not approve it. Correct. I would not. I'm just going to say this. No, say it. If you get the extended policy,
2: it is only if you're going to put it into In a trust. trust. You cannot add. You cannot make any changes to the title except putting it into a trust. Mm-hmm. That's the only way it'll be protected.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think at this point we need to backtrack a little bit. Kind of a start from the well, point like from the point where the actual transaction is start. I want to kind of go from title 101. Okay. What is prelim? What does that a stand for? And then all the way to how to get title, how how many different ways we can get title. And then uh, towards the end, now you got title and, and, and you bought the property, let's say under your name. And now you want to change it to a trust name afterwards and all that. And then talk about uh, title insurance. What is it and why is it so good to have? Okay. Um, and I'm sure it's not mandatory, but, but it's always suggested to have, right? It
1: actually is mandatory if it's going to be a loan on it. Yeah, yeah. of course. yeah, yeah. to yeah. be yeah, of course.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, it, but if it's uh, buying cash, then it's up to you if you want to get that title Why would you insurance. not want to be protected? That's what I'm saying. But legally, it's not mandatory, but it's suggested Perfect. or recommended, right?
2: So I do a lot of promissory notes where someone, say the house is paid for, they're transferring it to someone, they're selling it. I don't get involved with the money, but they're going to tr- sell it to someone they don't want to pay for a realtor, they don't want to pay for title. I still ask them to go through title because I want them to have a clear title. I don't want them to come back to me and go,
1: you didn't tell me there was on that property.
0: Because
1: yep. if they do buy in cash, they're saying I'll buy a subject too. Yeah.
0: Yes. I, uh, so let's go back and we're going to talk about all different kinds of liens. We- Throw some words like mechanic liens. People think like they go to mechanic and they don't pay and they get a lien. <laughs> it's not <about> it,
1: a it. <laughs> we know bit. what's going on,
0: but we want to make sure our audience yeah, know what start exactly that means. let from the time right?
1: that a transaction yes. walks into our office. Pre-lien. As um, soon as the transaction comes in, it goes right off to the title department. A prelim gets ordered. What is a prelim? It is a birth certificate from the time that the property was actually land, constructed easements power easements, mm-hmm. air aid easements. There's so many things that could happen. So that's what a prelim is. If somebody does take out a mortgage, there's a previous mortgage on it. We're going to see the note, the deed of trust. We're going to see the uh, property taxes. We're going to see judgments. If there are judgments, IRS liens, unemployment tax, and what's the other one? Child support. Child, Child
2: support. Yeah. Child
1: support. And the government doesn't play with those three. No matter what, we're not negotiating. We're not going to try and negotiate the payment, we're going to pay it, or we're not going to close escrow. It's an uninsurable deal. Yes. Once we clear the prelim, and let's say that there's water, sewer, deed of trust, we'll order all of those payoffs. Um, if it's clouded, that still opens up another whole can of worms.
0: Clouded means if it's getting ugly. <laughs> <Right>? Yes.
1: <laughs> Meaning IRS lien, uh, unemployment taxes, property taxes that are really, really old. HOA, um, I have one right now that I've got 139000
0: in HOA dues. Oh my God. For how long did they even pay that HOA? Like
1: 20 years. Oh, wow. And then we've got six for another 200000 Well, the value of the property is 180. they have got 300000 in past due bills. Oh, wow. So what do we do?
0: I'm surprised so far that HOA didn't even foreclose on that property.
1: They haven't yet. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, right? But they can't because the property taxes are higher. Uh,
0: property taxes
1: are going to always go well, first course, position. Yeah
0: uh matter of fact let's talk about that because i i know that throughout the that previous crash many people actually start buying properties out of hoa auctions because they actually got to the point where okay you're not paying us we're gonna foreclose on your property mm-hmm. it goes to auction people bought properties they're cheap like thirty thousand dollar they
1: bought what the hoa do yeah exactly yeah. And then, but the problem is which a lot of people haven't said anything is that um they acted as if they wiped out wiped out the first mortgage the first mortgage company is coming back now
0: mm-hmm. and they're
1: wiping the hoas out they're mm-hmm. actually taking those properties back i had a couple of them that they have took the properties back nice. so because they had to go in front of a judge and have the judge say yes you can go ahead and do a foreclosure what they did was a quiet title is what they did mm-hmm. so those owners of those hoa they can't take it to a title company because we can't issue a clear title there's mm-hmm. still a deed of trust on it from the original mortgage company from 15 years
2: ago.
0: Makes sense. That
2: did
1: not go away.
0: Perfect.
2: And they couldn't bring it to me because there was a loan. If there's a loan, we're not going to take your name off.
0: Perfect. That totally makes sense. If you guys have any question, make sure you ask it on the description part. And then hopefully we can clear it out in the future episode. So we kind of explained the prelim or preliminary title. And then now we're in the queue. Like, let's say I'm a realtor and we came to WFG and uh, we're doing our deal. And now my client is asking me, hey, uh, me and my my girl, we're not really married, but we live together. We're planning to get married soon, but currently we're not. So how should we get title? First thing I say is I'm not a <laughs> attorney. I don't know. Ask your attorney because I'm just doing the deal as a real estate agent. But um, when it comes to title side, they most likely this is the it. thing. It's the vesting, and the
1: lenders don't ask them their vesting, and the real estate agent doesn't ask the vesting. When we actually get to closing, there's a document that says, how would you like the whole title? So We should actually probably know that in the beginning, because let's just say it's a husband and a wife, but then when we get to title, only the husband's taking title. We know we've got to do a spousal deed. We've got to have the wife deed off. She may not know that until we get to actual closing, then she's surprised. Like, what do you mean I'm dating off the property and I'm dating off the mortgage? Yes. Right? Definitely. But maybe she's not the income earner, so they couldn't bring her in. So it's the actual vesting itself. And I'm going to let Norma go through the vesting because there's different ones. Tenants in common, joint vesting, widow, married man, uh, an unmarried man, uh, a married man, a stolen and separate, separate. property. Um, there's so many that that matter, but sometimes they title sometimes doesn't ask. If it's cash, you could actually buy a property married and pay cash. And we're just going to say a married woman, stolen and separate may not even ask for a spousal deal. And I just did one of those. What a blessing. We were able to go back through it. It was a cash purchase. Um, Husband was killed. Yeah, he was killed. He was never deeded onto title, but Nevada's a community property state. So they Mm -hmm. possibly weren't going to let her sell the property and issue a title policy. After going back 20 years, we did a a background check. I think we did a credit report check. We did everything. We said, okay, we'll go ahead and, and pass on this. Um, Verified the marriage certificate, uh, child support or child's uh, birth certificates, the age of the children if they were married, all of those things in order for us to be able to insure it. So vesting is so important.
2: It really is. So a lot of people don't know but if you're buying a home and you're single, more than likely your significant other, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, if they're not on the loan documents, they're not going to be added on. If you want to add them on, they'll send them to me. They get charged transfer tax. Uh-huh. So you paid $400,000 for a house, 200 dollars $2, was your transfer tax. You're going to pay transfer tax to add them on. Uh-huh. okay. If you're married, you don't pay transfer tax. If you have a different last name, you just show us a certified marriage certificate and we can go ahead and get it added on. But a lot of people don't realize that. The other way you can do it is if your boyfriend, girlfriend, or whatever—if you're, do- you can file for a domestic partnership with the state of Nevada. If you have a certificate from the state of Nevada, you also don't pay transfer tax.
0: Okay. Uh, that's after the property is, is in, in your name. In your name, and Correct. you want to add this other person Correct. in. Correct. Let's make sure we're clear on that. So, um, transfer tax. I know everything in real estate at least is negotiable, but who usually pay transfer tax?
2: Well, if someone's coming to me to add, say, their girlfriend, obviously the grand is paying.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes,
2: if you're selling the property, I would think the majority of the part the seller Typical what I see
1: on it's a about. settlement statement is it's a seller fee, yeah, well, up
0: until the last two years that because split, yeah, or. It was so strong of a seller market that they want everything to be paid with buyer. Mm-hmm. Like the whole title fee, transfer tax, everything. Even yeah. the, like the HOA yeah. uh, ordering. The,
1: the HOA transfer fee. There's yeah. even an HOA He's transfer fee. We've
0: seen so fee. many of them. If not, you couldn't even win the you know battle because it was like 20, 30 offers on the table. But
1: you're right. It's typically a seller fee, but we've been seeing it both. We've been seeing it split. We've been seeing buyer. I think now that we're... The market is correcting itself. That's uh-huh. the word I want to use. Yes. <laughs> because we are back in a normal market. If we yes. pull our numbers from 2019, we're right at ten to 12000 This yes. is exactly where we're at. I think we'll start seeing that sellers will will be back to saying it is a seller fee. Just like the title policy is a seller fee.
0: Yes. No, we, we always fought for our buyers and we try to be as fair as we can get. But hey, if there's a time that the realtor is telling me, hey, look, I got 20 offers out of the 20, your offer and this one other offer are the top best offers but since i had a deal with you before and i'd rather go with you and i know your lender whatever the case is they want to go with us they kind of give us a hint like hey look if i put your offer next to the other offer it's if I don't- the transfer fee. and then at the end of the day it's all about how how much the seller going to net right yeah. if the seller feel like okay on this deal i make more money then they're going to go with that deal even if yeah. it's a couple thousand Money's money, right? Um so how many different ways people actually can take title? The
2: two main ones is joint tenants. Obviously, um, whoever's on title, they have the same responsibility. You want to sell, both have to sign. You want to refine, you both have to sign. No one can do anything without the other. Tenants in common say, I only want to give her 10%. I'm gonna keep 90. Hey, that 10, that person that owns a 10% passes away. Guess what you get to do for that 10%? You get to go to probate.
0: Oh yeah. The best way to avoid probate is,
2: is joint tenancy
0: or form a trust, right?
2: Or trust. Trust is great. Um, if you have kids and you don't want to add them on to type, but you want them to have the benefit of having the home after something passes, you know, someone passes away. Um, also trust you Want to go in and out of a trust, you don't pay transfer tax. Oh,
0: that's there's another... the gray loophole, yeah, right? LLC,
2: yeah. for instance, you go from your name to an LLC, you're 100% owner of the property, 100% owner of the LLC. You, you don't pay transfer. tax. Oh, that's awesome. Guess what? Interest rates went down. I'm going to refinance. Your lender's going to say, Yeah, you got to take it out of the LLC. Oh, yeah, guess what? You it get just to happened do? to me. Guess what? You get to do yeah. you get to pay transfer tax. Oh, yeah, but. If you go from your trust to your LLC, or your LLC to your trust, and then the trust to your personal name, you don't pay for There's
1: ways around it. Of course. You just have to you know. You just
0: need to ask the pros.
1: She knows. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this 22 years and I still have to call her and go, Norma. She'll call me all the time. Randomly norma and then she'll she'll know the answer but joint with the joint tenants one thing i do want to say with joint tenants is that is if one of them passes away yes. it does protect the other person because then what happens that title is we do an affidavit terminating joint tenancy putting just the one person in title so that they can sell it that does keep them protected if it's mm-hmm. tenants in common and one have passed away
2: you're going to probate. that's crazy and i've seen situations where it's a husband and wife. You see that their last names are the same. They say husband and wife, but they don't
1: have tenants.
2: tenants at the end. Um, and guess what?
1: They to go oh, wow. So when you go to a signing, I want you to start paying attention to the vesting on the grant bargain and sell deed or the deed of trust. Yeah.
0: Make sure it's joint tenant.
1: Oh, or make sure there's a vesting. Yes.
0: yes.
1: Because Good it's reason. not their required name. to record. No, but sense. when there's no vesting, let's just say that I took title. No
0: vesting at all my stuff's going to probate no matter what yeah and probate is two Ugly. things time and money, money. yeah a lot of waste of time a lot of money to be wasted. then obviously uh, the uh the heirs is not getting the whole thing because i'll
1: give you a couple of scenarios this one just came across to, um, a month ago uh he was a broker i'm not gonna say names no. um owned a property him and the girlfriend owned the property. Him and the girlfriend decided they would sell that property. It was their primary residence. It was in a subdivision. They decided they would rent it first. They weren't gonna sell it. They're gonna rent it. They're gonna go buy another property. Come to find out, the homeowners association said, listen, everybody that lives here has to be primary owners. You don't get your rent. So he's like, okay. I don't know who he went through, but he went, had his renter added to title. Oh my God. So him and the renter, or joint tenant's on title
0: oh.
1: for three months. HOA said, sorry, you don't get to do that either. We're not dumb. We know that's your renter. Get your renter off. He says, fine, okay, fine. I'm just going to sell the property. going to sell it. He moves her out, has her deed off the property. He's back into title. He's going to sell the property. We run a chain of title. She has a judgment from the Department of Unemployment. Mm. She was on title for three months. Guess who's paying it? Him not Mm -hmm. going away. So just for him trying to cheat the system, he had to pay off her judgment. Because it's not going away. Um, And the other ones that we see a lot, and this is where Norman and myself go out and educate the community, are veterans. It's typically one of of the partners or spouses that work and are out of the country, and the other is usually home and taking care Mm -hmm. of the kids. But nobody ever says anything like, hey, by the way, you're not on title. Mm -hmm. He or she gets killed in the line of duty what's happening to the house and the kids
0: uh,
1: scary right yeah
0: very scary. very scary yeah, the more you think about so all why of this is somebody not sitting down
1: with our veterans and saying hey by the way we love that you've bought a house let's just make sure you're protected how is the title being held because again typically it's whoever is employed and they're out of the country and again mm-hmm. we're in a situation of appropriate and those are the people we should be taking care of
0: so as licensed realtors we go through C class, continue education classes, every two years, we need to complete 36 hours and all that. And one of our continued education classes, it was very fun and educational, like not that the rest of them weren't educational. This one was so important for me personally to know, like instructor said, you know what, every time people ask you, what do you do for your commission? Just have them Google what Realtor does Throughout the process of transaction there is a form in Google that is not put together with us realtors it's actually put with some uh, survey company literally it, it breaks down 183 things that realtor does throughout the whole process from the point the buyer meet with the realtor until the transaction closes I throw that in because same thing it's not only the realtor that is involved there's whole crew of professional companies that they need to come together from mortgage company to real estate company to title company and escrow and all that to make sure that transaction actually closes without any cloud on title. Um, um, I want to bring up another point where we talked about it a little earlier. We want to kind of like dive in more in depth on it and see the reason behind. Because I get that resistance many, many times from buyers that they're like, why should I pay for this? or why it's so important? I mean, we already did the research and, and this property is good. Let's say if it's my cousin or it's my cousin's neighbor. I know them, whatever. So title insurance. What is title insurance and why it's so important to us? Oh,
1: geez. Title insurance is exactly what it is. We're insuring the title of the property. If anything comes up from construction, the builder, the original builder, let's say that they didn't pay for the block wall, the easements,
0: the mechanic lien,
1: mechanics lien. That's what it is. So we're going to do a chain of title. If that's on there, we've already issued a title policy. We're going to go ahead and clear it. If if it was missed, then they're going to file a claim against us and we're going to go ahead and pay that. Um, Title insurance is exactly what it is we insure the title of the property. We do a date down all the way till 72 hours before recording. We know everything that has happened. There are times <laughs> we went to date down, getting ready to record, and all of a sudden a child support lien will pop up, an HOA lien will pop, pop up, because again, it's in that certain time frame. So they'll always say, well, what's your time frame on the chain of title? If you look when it was ordered versus when it was the information was supplied, you're always going to be two-week difference. Mm-hmm. Then when it goes down for actual recording, you'll hear the escrow officer say it's on date down, meaning they're dating it down. They're checking it all the way to the minute
0: right. if
1: anything's been recorded on that property before it gets recorded.
0: Makes sense. So let's say, um, just as an example, someone closed the deal got the, hopefully, got the title insurance. And during the process of buying this property, a lien just got recorded against that property, right? But let's say by the time it was getting recorded with the recorder office, it wasn't pulling up and title. cross reference, Right? It's happened. So now we close. It looked like everything is just fine. There's no cloud on title, and it's a free and clear title. Get it to the new owner or buyer. Two weeks later, they get a letter. that slain. Hey. Yeah. Uh, how's that going to be handled?
1: So the customer is going to call the realtor immediately and say, Maruse, why am I showing that I got a recorded mm-hmm. mechanic's lien against my property for $30,000 for flooring yes. I didn't put in? Yes. You're going to say, no problem. I referred it to WFG title. I'm going to go ahead and call them. We're going to get with their claims department. We're going to file a claim. We'll get this taken care of. Then we'll get them on a group email. It's usually Tony in California, and that's what they do. They file a claim, and it's our job to clear it, not theirs. They purchase the title policy.
0: Thank you for the right, it's easy. It's right to the point explanation. Hopefully that's clear everything. The doubt about whether we should get the title insurance or not, or why it's so important, because anything can happen at any given time. You just can't predict anything. Um,
1: and can I talk about the binder also? What please, the differences please, is on the binder? Please. So it is obviously if you're gonna add your property into a trust, but there's another reason. You'll see investors always get a binder all the time. Because the price has changed so much. It helps the investors where they save money. Let's say they bought a property for two thirty, they're gonna sell their property for three thirty. Uh-huh. So they paid ten percent difference on their binder. So when they sell the property because they didn't keep it, it's good for five years, they're only gonna pay for the title policy on the hundred thousand dollar difference, not on the three thirty all over again. Does that okay. make
0: sense? Yes. Does it come with like a certain time limit from the day you five purchase years. five years? So from years. the day you purchase the property until you resell that property. That's five years to utilize that binder.
1: And you have to take it back to the original title company that you insured it. The good news is with Fidelity Tidecore Lawyers in Chicago, they're all underwritten by F&F. So, to my knowledge, I would have to check this. But you could take it back to any of those companies. If it was First American, same. WFG, same. That's whoever underwrites it. You do have to take it back to the original.
0: That's awesome. And another question. Um, Is there any major difference between title companies? Because there are... Choices out there, and here's another thing I want to make sure that it's out there, and we really talk about it in depth right now in this because this has been in the back of my head for a long time. During these past two years, some realtors used to put uh, title to be on the listing, on our original listing of a probably title to be for so-and-so company or seller prefer title with this company. But generally speaking, isn't it buyer's choice?
1: It typically is. Um, If there's a client that says seller prefers, and this is what I will say and what I see, typically it's an investor and we already have all their LLC docs, their tax stuff, Mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. So that would be why the agent would say that they prefer. But at the end of the day, it's the buyer that chooses. It's the buyer's choice.
0: Definitely. Let's talk about trust a little bit more. Okay. Uh, earlier you mentioned it's mainly for people that do have kids or anyone that considered their heirs, right? Anybody
2: that wants their family or whoever they're going to be their beneficiary is not to go through probate.
1: And Norma, will you go through who the trustee is, successor, trustee, and beneficiary? Yes.
2: Yeah. So the trustee is normally the grantor, on who's on title, the successor trustee is Who's next in line? Something happens to you, who's going to take over? Then you have an alternative trustee, just in case something happened to the trustee, successor trustee, now you've got the alternative. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that's the best way to protect everybody is to have a trust. Because here's the thing, if you transfer the property into the trust, the title company will just ask for copies of the trust. There's usually no affidavits for an uninsured deed. You can correct me yeah, on that. No, no, correct. There's no complications normally. If you do an uninsured deed and you go from one person to say your brother, you pay the transfer tax, now it's your brother, you don't have a loan, now your brother wants to sell the property. Guess what? Depending on the title company, you're probably gonna have to have the original grantor sign an affidavit Saying, yes, I transferred it to my brother on this stick. It's called a
1: deed okay. affidavit. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we'll even go a step further and we'll ask for a notary acknowledgement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if it's like five years old, we may go back to that original notary and say, if we can't get the, uh, the affidav- affidavit. deed of affidavit, affidavit mm-hmm. go back to the notary and ask for an acknowledgement to verify that it was. Because remember, it's an uninsured deed.
0: Yes. So uh, if you guys probably question about what is probate let's say if your first time you even heard that word or you heard it but you're not sure exactly what it is Uh, we're gonna talk about it a little bit further but we just had a client appreciation event not even a month ago for all my previous clients we invited the actual trust attorney uh, and also a financial uh, advisor uh, to talk about many different things one of them was trust, what is probate, why it's so important to have a trust and all that. You can go back to our YouTube channel and watch that video. Uh, Thanks, God, we made a video out of that. So it's available to everyone else that couldn't make it to our event. But for the sake of today's uh, topic, probate, let's talk about a little bit more in depth about probate and uh, explain because we have a lot of people. Here's the melting pot. We have people coming from all over the world. And uh, for some, some of our audience, it might be the first time even heard that word, because they never had that happening to their life yet. Yucky.
1: You just yeah. had one that yeah. you had to refer over.
2: If I get a case where someone calls and my spouse had the property, and then I look and their name's not on it, there's nothing I can do. Because they'll call up, my husband just passed away. I need to have my name on title. I look at the property. Their name's not on there. Guess what? I get to refer you out. Because oh, I can't do anything if it has to do with probate. And everybody seems to think that they can call me and I can just take care of everything. And I
1: can't. <laughs> and what she means that is wife just called, says, hey, my husband passed away. Wife has no clue. She pulls the vesting and he's a married man and so it's stolen separate property.
0: Okay.
1: Here's this wife. That has no idea that she was never deeded onto the property and now you're going to tell this woman she's got to go see an attorney to keep our house
0: yes and then it goes through the and then goes probate, through probate attorney yeah. and it's a lengthy process of pretty much to simplify that right to the point and quick um whatever estate you're living in the state would actually take over the property mm-hmm. um because the owner of the property or whoever is the deceased or per- mm-hmm. person that passed away might have liability, might have loan on that property, might have credit card payment, might yeah. have a loan, car a car payment, whatever that she, he or she owes to whatever company, right? Yeah. So the estate would take over the property and let everyone know based on the credit history that they owe money to that, hey... This day if you're gonna have a hearing, if you want your money you still, you can show up and defend yourself, right? in the probate court. And then have
1: you th- sat in on one?
0: I sat in one only.
1: I, I am learning and I, this is what scares me. You can sit in on a probate and as the judge is hearing it, if there's other buyers there that offer more, even though the wife is sitting there, they can buy it. Yeah. From out from underneath her.
0: Yeah. And then that scares me. Yeah, exactly. And then there are properties here and they're coming to market it says probate uh mm-hmm. probate um,
1: to follow which means it's in an open case you're waiting exactly. for them to Exactly
0: So here we go we just need to kind of like um educate our buyer that hey this can take maybe 3 to 4 months because if they just started it, it takes that long and then if they already had the hearing and they know that this is the price they're gonna sell it to and all that, that's whole another thing. But we need to and just if submit. twelve
1: kids, yeah. with twelve spouses, yes, twelve grandkids. Exactly. That's another whole thing because you have to do all those notices.
0: Yes. So overall, probably can get nasty and expensive. really expensive and time-consuming and nerve-wracking at the end. Try to avoid it as much yes. as you can. Right. Um, Anything you guys want to add that I might forget, because this topic is uh, the the more the f- further we get and we the more we talk, there's more deeper layer into it that like I just want to cover the basic and then we go and dedicate a whole episode to one specific topic. But anything. You so
2: one thing that I encounter on a daily basis is I get a call. I want to do a quick link.
0: They heard something. Yeah. He or she or uncle so, or neighbor said something. There's something called quick claim. You just correct. go do it. But they uh, don't know. Tell what's... Them the
1: difference what a quick so, claim and a grant bargain and
2: sale deed is. And that's what I was going to say. And when they call me and they say, I want a quick claim, I will be happy to do what you need. But it's a grant bargain and sale deed. Quick claim does not promise anything.
0: Yep. Doesn't and title
2: you. company is going to scrutinize that way much more than a grant bargain and sale deed. Mm-hmm. Um, when you do a quick claim, like I said, you're not promising anything. You do a grant bargain and sale deed, you are promising that you do have the right to transfer that. Quick mm-hmm. claim, there could be 10 deeds out there that you signed that you never recorded, and you don't have to acknowledge them. Mm-hmm. Grant bargain and sale deed, you're saying there's nothing else out there. I this haven't signed it. anything. This is it. I'm going to get it recorded.
0: Yeah.
2: Whoever you quit a grant bargain and sale deed to, If you misrepresent yourself, they come, they can, you can go back to the grand tour. We claim you have nothing to protect you.
0: Yes. So, as I said earlier, towards the end of the video, I was just trying to make a couple of announcements, right? I guess this is the time we're gonna wrap this up. Um, So I just started to pass my broker license. I was a realtor so far, and now I step it up to become a broker. And this was one of the most important topics that I, I remember. It was just last month. Uh, that quick claim deed, no guarantee. No That's, guarantee.
2: I, like I said, I won't yeah. even prepare. Yes.
0: So usually it's between like close, like family. Like even if, then, grandpa and If If the father wants to quick claim me to daughter. or Still no, a
2: right. grandpa and um, Why yes. put yourself in a position when you don't have? Exactly. That's my thing is, let's make it so that they don't have any struggles down the road. Definitely.
0: definitely. You want to add anything to do. I don't. Yeah. This
1: was really good. What I do want to share is that I am in the middle of writing a CE class on vesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping to get it done by the 21st. i
0: definitely going to be there.
1: Um, we've done a couple of topics, and our next topic, which we're going to be meeting with the county reporter's mm-hmm. office, is the LGBTQ plus community and mm-hmm. how they're vesting.
0: Oh, nice. And so that's another, that's another whole whole topic. topic, Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, so it's like, it's about educating ourselves and why vesting is so important. At the end of the day, protect your asset. Yeah. That's what it is. Yep.
0: Protect your asset. Definitely.
1: The one thing I want to add also if you
2: add your child, they have to be 18 years or older. But if you add them on and they're single when you add them on and then they get married the next day. Their spouse now has rights to your home.
0: Yep.
1: Community property.
2: Same. Community property. Yeah. They get divorced and they never take that spouse off. That spouse gets married. That other spouse now has rights to your home.
0: Okay. Because it's a chain.
2: <laughs> so that's why if you can do a trust rather than adding your kids on, that's the best way You're to way go. Way
1: more protected.
0: Right. If Overall, you're in a trust, even if you go get
1: married, you've already named your trustee. Yeah. You've
0: already named your successor, your beneficiary.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Regardless, you're protected.
0: I think I would... If someone tried to ask me this question, how's the best way you can explain trust to me, I would say it's a will, but more legal. Correct me if I'm wrong. So it's technically the breakdown of what you want to happen after you're yeah. gone, kind of like a will, But the difference is... It's, it has more legal, but um, the
2: will, you're still going to go through probate. Yeah, you're that's, that's going to shorten probate, exactly. but you're still going to go through. Of course. Probate. Yeah, with a trust,
1: you don't go through.
0: You don't probate. even, mm-hmm. yeah. You literally bypass that whole yeah. probate. I'm going to
1: share your information about directees before we wrap this up. Your so, contact info.
2: So you can contact me even if you, if you have clients that just want to check to see what they're investing, just give me a call. I will check. My number is 702-685-0400. I mean, just give me a call. There's no charge for it. Yeah.
0: Awesome. What was the company name?
2: Direct Deeds.
0: Direct Deeds.
2: So remember, I have direct signings, direct Mm -hmm. deeds. Direct Deeds.
0: Awesome. Thank you very much for coming in. Seriously. It was uh, a precious time of your life. And uh, hopefully we extend it to future episodes. We talk more in depth about that new topic. I know, we're really excited
1: about that.
0: Once you're done writing it, I think you're the author of that. (laughs) And we're going to sit with the
1: recorder's office and make sure that we know the correct paperwork, the correct documentation, exactly how it's to be. We want to be on the forefront of that of educating the community.
0: That's awesome. Thanks a lot.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Thank Thank you so much. Bye. I got to let you guys know uh, we're in the middle of uh, moving our office and the reason why we didn't have Uh, our third episode in the last probably two months that you guys have been waiting for. Like, where is that other episode coming out? Um, We just bought the building and we're renovating it. And it's going to be four businesses under the same umbrella called Modern Choice. I'm very excited about it. And then down the road, you're going to hopefully see all the marketing about it. But technically, we're going to do real estate, mortgage, insurance, and tax all under one roof for the benefit of all our future clients and hopefully make it more simplified and right to the point one place to take care of everything for them please 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 go follow our social media they're all on their realtor maroos milestone Builder show we have the whole playlist on our youtube also if you're going to um podcast of your choice if you want to use iTunes or google cast or stitcher or uh, spotify uh, there's one more that i'm missing right now uh we're there we're in five different uh platforms we're going to put it on a screen um you have any question that you want it to be asked in the future episode please please reach out dm us email us you can find us anywhere so simple talk to you guys until next episode